Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We about to party. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gonna turn it up, up. Bring the house down. Got that big space pump and make them bounce now. Blousing like they bossing in the this is AEW Unrestricted. I am Will Washington. She is Aubrey Edwards. Hi. We're talking about Sting. Yes! Uh, this is a special edition of AEW Unrestricted. No guests today. Instead, we're going to be talking about the Stinger. Because we've got an important event coming up here. March 3rd, Greensboro Coliseum. Greensboro, North Carolina. AEW Revolution. It's the final match of Sting's career. One half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Sting, will be defending those titles against two guys that I consider to be dear friends in Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, the EVPs. What I find interesting is that these last few weeks we've truly gotten to see who they really are. And for some, that's been quite a shock, but they are on this quest now to retake their position atop All Elite Wrestling, atop the tag team division, atop AEW as the EVPs, and they want to hold those AEW tag team championships. But it's going to take going through Sting and Darby Allin, being where we are right now. It's a fun period because we know that the end is right around the corner for Sting, right? Uh, He announced last October that this is it. He's like, done, done. Like, he made it very clear. Like, no, 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 I ain't coming back again. We are done. (laughs) This is it. He is done. And what a crazy way he's chosen to go out. With just everything he's done these last few months, uh, just thinking about back at Daly's place with the Tornado Tag match. But talking about Sting, I think this is an appropriate time to kind of relive some of our favorite Sting memories and talk about uh, what Sting's time in AEW has meant. It's been crazy when he first showed up at Daly's place. 2020. When he first showed up, I remember thinking, oh, that's really cool Sting's here. That's a really cool moment. To, you know, I don't expect him to wrestle, uh, but that'll be cool to see, you know, what Sting's going to offer to AEW. And it's like, not only has he wrestled, but I have gotten to see, and I should preface this for those who don't know, by saying that my favorite wrestler growing up was Sting. Really? Every single aspect of Sting was my favorite. I was a big WCW guy. The reason for that was Sting. I felt like it didn't matter what the WWF was doing at the time. They didn't have Sting, so they weren't going to be as cool. Uh, I like man called Sting. It didn't matter. And then it was like right around the time when when I was starting to feel as a kid, like wrestling's a little bit hokey and cheesy. It's like 
Sting turned his character around, right? At the the exact point it needed to for me. Because I wanted wrestling to feel a little bit cooler. And then all of a sudden, here comes Sting with the dark hair all of a sudden. And he's wearing crow face paint. And he's not talking. He's just pointing a baseball bat. And uh, I'm just like, this is even cooler. Like, he just went from the coolest wrestler of that early 90s period to now all of a sudden as the world is transformed. So his Sting, he's always my favorite. But I said all this to say that Sting, being an AEW... I have gotten to see him wrestle so many times. I have always cherished every single one of those matches because I always thought that this match could be it. And he kept upping the ante. Uh, I don't know. Aubrey, what has your experience with Sting been like being in AEW? Oh, man. So as, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, like I didn't grow up watching wrestling. So a lot of my knowledge of wrestling is what has been on TV in the last 10 years and what people have told me has been important in the history of wrestling. So my introduction to Sting was sort of when he came back to the other place initially, like that's the first time I ever saw him wrestle. I'm like, oh, this guy's cool. But to quote you, one of the things I love is like, when someone's a big deal, if we make them a big deal, people believe it. Yeah. And that was the thing that I'm like, oh, this guy's a, the real deal. So when he retired the first time, it's one of those like, okay, cool. He had a good run. He's kind of went out on top. This is great. Awesome. So I legitimately had no idea. And I remember going to work that day in Daly's place. And for those that aren't familiar with Jacksonville, that venue is outdoors. And in December, it is quite cold. So the snow, in hindsight, made a lot of sense. Yes. But I remember that day where we're backstage and they had like this one, um, it's like a garage door that's typically open because people are just going in and out. And I remember them having it closed. And I'm like, oh, it's just because it's really cold outside because I don't pick up on things. And I had the match right before that segment where Sting debuted. So I'm just doing my thing, whatever, blah, 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 making sure the talent gets to the back. And I go through the tunnel <laughs> and Sting is literally standing there. <laughs> and it's like when you're in that moment, you kind of just don't know how to respond. I'm like, hey, sup, Sting. And I like fist bump him <laughs> because that was what felt right in the moment. And I'm just like, oh, this is cool. So immediately you're watching this thing where I, did we have fans back then? I don't remember. You know. Yeah, there were fans in the building. Yeah. There, there was a very small amount. Like we had started having people Th back. There was enough to where when Sting's name comes up on the Tron, there was a palpable people screamed. pop. Yeah, there yeah. was a pop. And it was enough to where like that it was the first thing I remember from the pandemic that made me feel like wrestling again. Because right. to hear that reaction for the name Sting coming up on the Tron. You know, it was a genuine surprise. It was really cool. It's like I had my hunches as to what was going on um, because there were like little rumors of on the Internet of like, oh, his his merch has been pulled from the other place. And it's like, OK, but why would that be? And then when I saw the snow and heard the opening notes and I'm like, I wonder what this is. Is there a chance this is? And then the word sting comes up on the Toronto. I'm like, yes, dude, it's sting. And it was so great. Tony Schiavone shouting it's sting like everything was so perfect in that moment. But to think that uh, he has had a 20-something and O career at AEW. Insane. And yeah, I, I thought maybe we were going to see like three or four matches total. And the fact that we've seen him so many times has been has been great. You know, we, we talked about the, the debut at Winter is Coming. Uh, that eventually led to a match 
at Revolution with Sting and Darby versus Team Taz, but it was a cinematic match. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, this is the best we're going to get. And this was great. Uh, this was an insane 20 minutes of, like, when you talk about cinematic matches from that period, this felt truly cinematic. It wasn't just like a match where, oh, you know, there's cameras rolling and, you know, you're watching something that's obviously pre-taped. It was a movie. Like, give this thing an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. This thing felt like a genuine movie. And again, I remember thinking, this is the best we're going to get. And that's okay. I'm perfectly okay with, like, if this is what we get from Sting, we do cinematic matches. I am okay with this. But I remember thinking, this is really cool. Like, Darby Allen is insane. Everything Darby did in that little 20 minutes was, you know, we just recently saw him tossed across the ring by uh, by the Don Callis family. But I just got reminded of the fact that Team Taz very much did that to him as well. Yep. Through glass. And uh, but again, we really got a taste of what Sting was going to be able to offer. And I remember hearing that uh, this was the moment. This was the match that kind of awakened what was lying dormant in Sting and made him realize, I can do this. Because, uh, like, in the lead-up to it, you know, we knew what caused Sting to have to retire the first time. It was a neck injury mm-hmm. in a match in Houston, Texas. And it was a main event match, too, for the uh, WWE Championship. I think everybody for a long time kind of had this idea in their mind that Sting's probably fragile, right? It's one of those things where you're just, you care. You care. It is a delicate situation. You don't want to see the man get hurt. You don't want to see what happened before. You know wrestling is scripted, but you know that these guys are putting their bodies on the line. And I think all of us know the reality of the situation. Like, Sting is an older gentleman. Mm -hmm. And he's had an injury. So anytime we see him in the ring, we're like, oh, there's that like sense of like, like we're all his parents, like, please don't get hurt. <laughs> they definitely played on that for us because uh, during the lead up to this match, he took a powerbomb from Brian Cage. And I remember uh, feeling like, what is going on here? No, he did not just take a powerbomb from Brian Cage. Brian Cage just killed him. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. And, and just thinking, this is insane. I can't believe what I'm watching here. I can't believe that Brian Cage just powerbombed Sting. And I'm like, that's the end of it. This is it. It's over. And it's so funny thinking now, like, the crazier shit that he's done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there are frequently times where, like, we'll finish up a match and I'll look at Sting and go, Darby has been a bad influence on you. <laughs> <laughs> and he just laughs. <laughs> like, and it gets crazier and crazier. Every freaking time. <laughs> it does. Uh, but, you know, this all led to, again, what I thought for me was a really, really important moment. I'm talking about Double or Nothing 2021 with referee Aubrey Edwards. Yeah, one of, I literally felt like shitting my pants that day. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I was at that show. Uh, That was the first time Daly's Place had truly opened its doors back up. I was at the the House Always Wins house show um, before that, but um, to do the pay-per-view with a full capacity show, we had everybody back in the building. And it's the men of the year versus Sting and Darby. Dude. So anytime you tell the story, it's kind of sets the tone of like how special that show already was mm-hmm. independent of the card that we had and like yeah. all of the crazy things that happened that night. But I remember that match in particular because I'll come into the pay-per-view. I don't really know what I'm doing. And like I had been assigned this match and I just look at it and I think I text my husband like, dude, I'm doing a Sting match. Oh my God, this is what I think Bryce had even said, like, 
dude, have fun. <laughs> There's those moments where you're like, oh, this is insane. Like we talk about history and wrestling a lot. Like it's it's almost an overused word at this point. But it was one thing to see the cinematic match with Sting and see how good that was. And then to know, kind of going off what you were saying before, like, oh, this is going to get crazier. Sting's going to go all out. This is going to be awesome. Yes. And I remember calling the match with the guys and you could tell like in Ethan Page's eyes how legitimately excited he was for this match. So yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. Like, it's like we're all kids in candy stores. Just like, oh my God, we're working with freaking Sting, man. This is so cool. And there's, there's this amazing picture I have that I have saved where he has, I forget who it was, but he has somebody in the Scorpion Deathlock and we're just screaming at each other. I'm like, how freaking cool <laughs> is this moment? That's why I love Sting. He's just this great guy that as the fans watch the show, I think they appreciate how awesome he is, but everyone backstage appreciates how awesome he is. And there is so much more to talk about Sting and the incredible person that he ha- is and the amazing matches he's had at AEW. So much more coming up on AEW Unrestricted. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. AEW Unrestricted, Aubrey and Will talking about Sting, the myth, the man, the legend, the icon. He's just so many things to so many people. He's done so much for AEW. He has meant so much to all of us. And many of us have had the opportunity to work with Sting. Uh, I've been fortunate to have multiple opportunities to work with Sting. It's one of those things where you're talking to people about a match and then they kind of propose things where you're like, that's kind of crazy. Are you sure? And we we talk about it. We make sure we're all on the same page. It's great. Awesome. Uh, but there was a particular match that he had with him and Darby versus, I think it was Chris and Sammy. And there was this spot where they're climbing a ladder and Darby's climbing it. And then Sting climbs the ladder. And there's this moment in the crowd where everyone goes, oh, no, Sting's the one who's going to go through the table. <laughs> and he does. And it ends up a little short. And I get out of the ring. Part of part of my job is like, if if there's an issue, I'm the one to check on the talent and immediately assess the medical situation. And you just see him look up and his lip is split wide open. And <laughs> he looks at me and goes, how bad is it? <laughs> I go, well, your lip's split open, but everything else seems pretty okay. And he goes, okay. And you see the determination in his eyes because we're we're running up on the end of the show. Like it is main event. He's got to get back in the ring. We got to start going to the finish. And I go, 
are you ready for this sting? And he's like hyping himself up. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, then you fucking got this sting. And like he dives back in and the whole match is just insane. Like, <laughs> I, I remember that uh, because I, I had to just look it up because I'm like, okay, this is all feeling really familiar. This is a situation where I was there. I was working there at this time. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, very recent. Yeah, that was Hamilton, <laughs> Ontario, Canada. That was. Uh, I, I definitely very much remember this. This was right after uh, Forbidden Door. You know, that was. And Sammy's told this story, so I feel it's appropriate to tell here because previously, just a few days prior at Forbidden Door, uh, there was a multi-man tag match. Sammy Guevara hits a 630 through a table on Sting. What was wild about that moment, and Sammy's told this story, was that Sting was supposed to move. And Sammy was supposed to crash through the table. But Sting doesn't get out in time and ends up just taking the 630 through a table from Sammy Guevara. What a moment. What, What a moment that ended up being because... Would Sting walk through the curtain after that? I was just like, my God. Because I talked to Sting earlier that morning, and I was asking him how he felt about the match and all of that. And when I told him, I was like, I didn't know you were going to take that 6.30 from Sammy. And he's like, yeah, I didn't either. To. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> it was great, though. Well, one of the things I love about it, too, is like when you're structuring a tag match, you're trying to think about one of the rules is that you can have an opponent come in and break up a pin. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a moment that we use very, very much for storytelling purposes. So you have to think about taking out someone so that they don't have the opportunity to come in and break up a pin. Something like that, like a, a 6.30 through a table would take someone out. But then Sting just gets up and keeps going. Yeah. And there's very <laughs> few people where in kayfabe that would make sense. <laughs> well, and, and so that's the thing I wanted to talk about was um, there's one particular match. And it was from August 18th, 2021. And uh, I remember this vividly because uh, what was important about this match was that it took place in Houston, Texas. Um, Houston, of course, being the very city where Sting wrestled for what they thought was the last time uh, when he faced Seth Rollins in that main event. And all of a sudden here we have Sting wrestling again, Houston, Texas. It was Sting and Darby versus Angelo Parker and uh, Matt Menard at the time known as 2.0. This was a match I don't think anybody knew really what to expect here. And they just blew the roof off the place. And uh, Sting, of course, (laughs) going through a table. And it was the first time that, for a lot of fans I know who hadn't experienced Sting, it was the first time they had had truly (laughs) ever seen that spot where Sting goes to the table and gets right back up. Uh, The the full-on no-sell. Crowd goes insane, starts beating his chest. That, I think, for a lot of people, you know, the pay-per-view audience, I think, if you just do the math, I think most people know, pay-per-view isn't exposed to as many people as television is. And so we had, up until this point, only seen Sting on pay-per-view. It was almost like this mythical thing to a lot of fans of like, oh yeah, maybe Sting can still go. But to do this in Houston, Texas, in front of these fans, it was the first time on Dynamite. And for the reaction to be what it was, I remember looking online and seeing people go, oh, Sting's really back. Like, I thought this is maybe just like a one-time thing, but no, he is back, and this is actually really cool. And for that to then lead into another show I was at, uh, which was the first Grand Slam, Sting and Darby then goes on to take on FTR. You know, we talk about the fact that they're ending this run with the Young Bucks, uh, but they also got to be in there with another one of the greatest tag teams in professional wrestling, 
Sting and Darby versus FTR at Grand Slam was was a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. These guys, again, FTR is, you know, if you told me, pick a tag team that you can trust Sting and Darby are going to tear the house down with. I FTR. FTR, right off the bat. That's the first team I would name. I, I would absolutely be correct in that because this was that another one of those moments where I got to learn that Sting is really back. Sting is here and he is in there with one of the best tag teams out there, two of the best professional wrestlers in the business. They just killed it out there in at Arthur Ashe Stadium with that many fans, uh, everybody going nuts. It was one of those things where I wasn't sure what to expect, but I was pleasantly surprised. I, I was so happy to have seen Sting that night, and they just killed it out there. I feel like that's like the story of Sting's AEW career almost, where mm-hmm. everyone is just like, oh, there's no way. And then he just exceeds expectations. And yeah. I feel like after the three years that he's been with us, we would have learned our lesson by now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just stopped being surprised. But it's mm-hmm. one of those things where like the tag titles of Darby. It's surprising, but also not surprising at all. No. They've had an unstoppable tag team run, literally undefeated. So it's like on paper, this makes sense. But in my mind, when I heard this, I was like, oh, they might lose. This one, it's like, but no, Sting is literally unstoppable. (laughs) He doesn't exist. He's not a human being. (laughs) And it's incredible how I don't think people truly understand. And I don't think we can make it possible to understand it on this podcast. But he's so selfless. Dude. In everything he does, whether it's in the ring, whether it's backstage. And he wants so badly for everybody involved in what he does to look good. Yes. It's just so incredible to watch it take place and watch him still be the sting he is. So one of the things I love about wrestling is you see people that are great people, like not even just phenomenal wrestlers, but like at their core, they are phenomenal human beings. And Sting is one of those people. And I feel like that is a big reason why he's having the career he is and why he's had the career he has because he's been so supportive of others, because he's been so much about making sure that everyone looks good in a moment. Like that's the kind of people you want to keep around because that's the kind of person that makes this business better. And I think all of us benefit not only from an in-ring perspective, but also just when you have good people like that around, I think it just kind of builds up the whole room. And I know every time Sting shows at the building, he's got a smile on his face and he's so happy to see everybody. And he'll stop and he'll say hi, like, hey, how are you doing? It's like, oh, it's great. How's your wife? Like, we just have these amazing conversations. And it's like, he's just there to have a good time. It's almost like watching a five-year-old play with their favorite toy. Like, they're just so (laughs) over the moon and ecstatic. And just, you see this pure joy. And Sting is just that as a wrestler. He really is. And, you know, I uh, there's one particular wrestler who sold for Sting like they were afraid of him, right? And mm-hmm. then when they got backstage, Sting's like, you don't have to do all of that. He's like, you know, <laughs> uh, he's like, you know what? You're like, you don't have to be that afraid of me. He's like, you know, protect yourself, protect your character. He's so selfless. He's like, I'll be fine. I'm Sting. You don't have to do that. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sting. Like, I'm yeah. just, in case you didn't know. <laughs> you don't have to sell that much for it. 
And I just thought, God, man, to be that giving as a performer at this stage of your career, you don't have to be um, because everybody in the business, everybody in the room respects you. He could be selfish and no one would care. Nobody. Because it's Sting and he has earned it at this point. Yeah. But he chooses to still be giving, which is, I think, like the true definition of someone who is a leader. Yeah. Again, just thinking about the matches Sting's been able to have in AEW. And uh, we're talking about, of course, facing the EVPs and Matthew and Nicholas coming up here at Revolution. But this isn't the first time that they that him and Darby have stepped in the ring with, at the time, the Young Bucks. Because we actually got to see at the first Forbidden Door, the team of the Dudes with Attitudes. Yes. <laughs> Sting and Darby and Shingo taking on... And it was nice at a show called Forbidden Door and being a New Japan AEW branded show. And I always feel, it always feels weird to me that, uh, like, not going to lie, working in AEW and seeing, like, that a Bullet Club exists and that the Young Bucks, like, aren't a part of it. Like, it's been five years and I still feel like, how can this be? But uh, anyway, for to do a brief reunion and it was the Bullet Club uh, with, it was El Fantasmo and the Young Bucks. This match was such a blast. Sting diving off crazy the, the top of the tunnel. Again, yes, an absolute crazy man. Uh, I, w- I bought it, too. I was I was front row at that show. And we have Sting's entrance, but where's Sting? We didn't see him. And I'm like, all right. It's one of those things where, for whatever reason, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I can buy this, that he's not here. Or something going on, right? I'm like, I love You're looking around, seeing where he's going to come out of. Like, yeah, and I'm like, okay. And then, you know, we did the, the flash of him in the rafters, all that. And I'm like, okay. And then when he dives off the stage, again, just a madman. This is the stinger. This is who he is. You know, he took the super kicks in professional wrestling. When you see a no-sell happen or even a lack of a sell happen, there's anger all across the board, except for Sting. Yep. Because you know when Sting does this. You know when Sting takes somebody's finisher, sits right back up, and beats his chest. Crowd's going to go nuts for it. It's a moment. Almost every wrestler is almost willing and wants that moment for yes. their finish to happen. <laughs> and it's great. Like, who else could that happen with in professional wrestling but Sting? And it was such a cool moment to see that happen. And... And for him to be a part of that first Forbidden Door, I don't think Forbidden Door is one of those shows where when you know what New Japan brings and you know what uh, particular style of in-ring action AEW is known for, there's a certain type of match you want to see at Forbidden Door. You're like, okay, I know what guy I want to see face this guy. And that's typically how it goes. You know, Danielson and Okada like made sense, right? But this is one of those things where it's like, Sting's not that performer, but at the same time, you can't have Forbidden Door without that kind of moment from Sting. And it worked right. out perfectly, and it was incredible, and uh, I just love seeing it. And I love talking about Sting. I could talk about Sting till the cows come home. And we're going to be talking about far more of Sting right here when AEW Unrestricted continues. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. AEW Unrestricted, it's Aubrey and Will. We're talking about the Sting. Stinger. Yes, and we were all little Stingers at one point. I'm like a little Stinger now. Like, <laughs> I wasn't then, but now I'm just like, it's Sting, he's here. Honestly, that's how it is with my kids. Because like, I think my kids truly understand the importance of who Sting was. I, I showed my kids the uh, War Games 92 match, which, you know, is... Highly considered one of the greatest matches of all time, but it's Sting Squadron versus the Dangerous Alliance. Again, we're talking about 1992. The fact that Sting and Dustin Rhodes, by the way, are in that match. For those guys to still just be kicking ass the way they are today. And I think by showing that match to my kids, uh, which is an extremely violent match, go figure. But uh, for me to have shown that match to my kids and they kind of walk away going like, wow, okay, now I understand how important these guys are to wrestling today and why it's important that they're still going today and they're still in a position to be giving back to the business that they, the way they are because it was such a hot crowd back then. For that to be happening today, I think is just really, really cool. And I love that a young generation, uh, when I see little kids buying Sting masks, but then I also see older fans who, who recognize what Sting brought to the table. He he, honestly, I think, you know, we talk about the Monday Night Wars and things along those lines. And I always just think back to the fact that he was one of the biggest reasons why there was a competitive landscape in professional mm-hmm. wrestling. Because, you know, you could have one brand that had Hogan and had Savage and all of that at the top of WWF. But as long as WCW had Sting, they were always going to be seen as just as cool to me. You know, for mm-hmm. me, it was like even prior to the Monday Night Wars, when we talk about uh, late 80s, early 90s, and you're talking about the WCW Saturday Night and 605 on the Superstation, Sting was the reason to be watching that show. It was, you know, obviously Flair as well. But like Sting was the protagonist of this show. Like he was the reason I wanted to see this program. And, and again, for him to be doing this all again in AEW. It's meant a lot to me as a fan. It's meant a lot to our company. We've still just seen so much happen. Like, uh, full gear, 2022. Um, We had Sting and Darby versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Oh, my God. Which, again, Sting, just insanity. This man jumping off of a barricade on a satinum and Jay Lethal. I, I get. I, I, <laughs> You're I, speechless. <laughs> I am speechless because the, the amount of times I can say sting jumping off x and it's still like just a really cool moment that which one was the one where he went through like three tables off of like the lower bowl (laughs) yeah so that was that was revolution 2022 it was sting darby and sammy guevara versus uh the andrade hardy family office that's right uh because isaiah cassidy was also in that match i remember i was on the stage because those Uh guys were doing a table spot and 
when we were calling the match, like I'm focused on what those guys are doing because I need to be over on that side. And we had another ref entirely over by the sting thing happening. And I just remember standing at the stage and just like looking over and seeing a human being <laughs> fall <laughs> like multiple stories. <laughs> what the hell? And that was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. And I'm, I'm looking up in my phone right now because as I'm recalling a lot about that match, uh, one of the specific things I'm remembering. So that would have been March of 2022. Because again, every time this kind of stuff comes up, I was front row for that show. Oh my God. If I say March of 2022, I'm pretty sure that match spilled out right in front of me. So I have like literal pictures of so much going on directly in front of my face. I'm pretty sure there's there's a stink picture I was trying to pull up for the video version of this show. Oh my God, look at you. And there he is. There's, there's Sting, literally right in front of me. Sting uh, is as... just so cool. And <laughs> it's one of those things where like, I want to be Sting when I grow up, but like just without all the tables and like st <laughs> stupid violent stuff, like I'll leave that out. But like how cool he is as a person, as a performer, as a leader, like he's just such a great human being. And I'm just so grateful that we at AEW have had the opportunity to learn and grow from him, that we've gotten to give him this opportunity to be the legend that he is again and give him another opportunity. I've learned through all of the promotion of Revolution, like how important the Greensboro Coliseum is to Sting. And I love that whoever made the decision, I'm sure it was Tony, but whoever made the decision to have his last match in that building, independent of like, it doesn't matter how far it is to travel, doesn't matter what the market is. Like, honestly, it's like we're doing it that building for Sting. That is so friggin' cool. And I love that this is how he gets to end his career. Because it's like he didn't really have the opportunity to pick before. But now it's like this is quite literally a storybook ending. He's walking into this pay-per-view tag champion with someone who he's been teaming with by his side for his entire time at AEW in Darby Allen in a building that means so much to him in his career. Along with Ric Flair, one of his longtime friends. I am just so over the moon. And it's moments like this in wrestling that make me truly proud to be a wrestling fan. That like we all get to just experience this in real time. But it also gets to happen with a lot of nervousness going on, right? Because there's uh, always it's happened so it goes out in the ring. But it's also against two guys who are wildly hated right now. What? In Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. And I'm getting the names Matthew right. Ron so <laughs> don't find me. Uh, but <laughs> for those two, where they are right now, and knowing that they have the opportunity here to not only become the AEW World Tag Team Champions, but to put Sting on the shelf permanently, mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. Because uh, when you talk about being two of the most hated guys in professional wrestling right now, and it's those two, having that on your resume is both an accolade and also something that's going to keep you hated for even longer. And so whew, it's a tough one. This is what like wrestling is built on. You yeah. have a main event in a huge show with the most hated heels against the most loved baby faces in what is going to be an excellent historic match regardless of what the outcome is. I'm legitimately excited for either outcome, whether it's the Bucks that win or whether it's Sting and Darby that win. It's just 
the the punctuation that is this moment is going to be really, really cool to be a part of. And I'm so happy we get to do it. I'm happy as well. You, you, you can't. It's going to be hard to get one, but uh, if you can come across one, AEWTix.com. If you can be the Greensboro Coliseum, you should be at the Greensboro Coliseum. It's March 3rd, and if you can't be there, that's okay, because it's also available on pay-per-view, all traditional pay-per-view. It's going to be on Bleacher Report. It's everywhere you can watch AEW pay-per-view. You do not want to miss AEW Revolution. This is the final opportunity to see Sting do what Sting does best. You're literally not going to get another chance. <laughs> he yeah. has said so. We all believe it. We're all on board with it. And we're all there. And we're all supportive for him. So definitely check it out. Revolution, get a ticket. Try your damnedest to get a ticket. It's going to be a wild show. Biggest show we've done in 2024 by far. I'm so legitimately excited to see this match. And I'm so excited that we got to talk about this today, Will. We're only like a couple weeks away. This is insane. I know. We've got uh, so much else going on in AEW. And you can check out all of it. You can check out AEW Unrestricted. You check out this show because we've got new episodes available every Thursday on your favorite podcast platforms. New episodes are available video-wise on our YouTube channel every Monday. Also, check out AEW Dynamite. It's every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. AEW Rampage is every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We've also got AEW Collision, Colliders Unite, every Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We've got Ring of Honor available on WatchROH.com on Honor Club every Thursday. We've got some big business coming up here in AEW March 13th, Boston, Massachusetts. That's going to be a hoot as well. Uh, We've got so much and we talk about it all here. This is AEW Unrestricted. I'm Will Washington. She's Aubrey Edwards. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Peace. Come on, throw your hands up. Let me see you. Unrestricted. Turn it up, up, bring the house down. Got that big space pump and make them bounce now. Flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. Uh, on the street. Uh, on, on the street. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.